0: Welcome to A Beggar Who Found Bread, I'm Brad Alexander, your host and resident beggar who found bread, crying out to hungry souls to let them know where I found it. So many out there trying to feed their hunger with everything else this world offers, when there's only one that truly satisfies, the bread of life, Messiah, Jesus. This episode actually came as a surprise to me as I just completed one, Worlds Collide, hopefully you've had a chance to take a listen to that one. And usually I put out one episode every week or two, just depending. But I was convicted later in the day yesterday and compelled to put this episode together after listening to a message from one of my favorite teachers, uh, Rabbi Greg Hirschberg, out of Macon, Georgia. Excellent teacher. um, And God- used his message to convict me. And I'm going to strongly ask you to consider sharing this episode. Of course, I want you to listen to it in in its entirety to ensure that you're in agreement with it. And if you're comfortable, share it, either directly with folks or post it in your social media for general audiences, however you, you choose to do so. This is the most important message I can share. And so I thank you for giving a listen and your consideration of sharing it. This episode, Two Ways. And it's the title of another great tune by, again, one of my favorites, Demon Hunter. I'm going to get you to check them out at some point. (laughs) So the song is Two Ways. And the chorus of this song says... And yes, I'll spare you my singing. There are only two, two ways, two ways to die. Eyes shut or open wide. And when I sing this song around my house, my daughter likes to interrupt me and say, no, dad, there isn't. There's not just two ways. There's more than two ways to die. To which then I explain that there are many means by which people physically expire, yes, however, there are only two ways we enter into death. Either we are blinded to the truth of God's word and the gospel, or we enter with our eyes wide open to the truth of His word, having been reconciled to God through the sacrifice of Messiah Jesus eyes shut, or open wide. Only two ways to die. We're in some very interesting, challenging, trying times right now, and there's no doubt to that. A lot of questions out there. Are these the end times? Is this God's judgment or a curse from him? What's happening? Where is this all leading? And you know, all these are are great questions for lots of discussion, and there are many directions to take it. You know, as, as for the end of times, Yeshua was asked by his disciples in Matthew 24, what would be the sign of his return and the end of the age to which he responded? In Matthew 24, starting at verse 4, Yeshua answered them. Be careful that no one leads you astray, for many will come in my name, saying, I am the Messiah, and will lead many astray. You will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not alarmed, for this must happen, but it is not yet the end. For nation will rise up against nation, and kingdom against kingdom, and there will be famines and earthquakes in various places. But all these things are only the beginning of birth pains." These are the beginning of birth pangs. these these things that we witness. And, And many people try so desperately to figure out when the end will come. When will Messiah return? And we've had some things throughout history that have fit some of the descriptions of what we see in Scripture. And so people get anxious and even excited. This could be it. And then when it passes, for the most part, people just go back to how they were living their lives. False alarm, folks. Nothing to see here. Go back to your lives, citizens. And it's as though we know we we have knowledge that we're going to be around for the end times and when we see the warning signs we'll just go ahead and get right with god right in the nick of time and what's also happening is we're becoming numb to these things oh we've seen stuff like this before this isn't it just write it out you'll be fine no point in changing how you live this isn't the end of times Listen, end times are not. When God gets our attention, it's time to respond. Yes, Messiah will return for his own. And we don't know the day or the hour. The thing is, not one of us is promised tomorrow. We don't have expiration dates listed on our birth certificates. There are people right now who never heard of this current outbreak, the disease that's out there right now, There, the virus. There are people who have never heard of it until recently and that were otherwise seemingly healthy with lots of plans for the future, things to do. They had all these things canceled. Their plans are canceled because they're dying. They didn't know it. They didn't expect it. Also, Just as an example, over 50,000 Americans die every year in car accidents. No thought or expectation that time was going to be up that day, but it happened. Our life is but a vapor here on Earth. And again, none of us are promised tomorrow. The oft-asked question is, if you knew you had X amount of time to live, what would you do? And most people talk about travel, or, you know, they have this bucket list of things that they want to accomplish, spending time with loved ones, and, and, and on and on it goes. And then, of course, after getting all that stuff done and out of the way, at the very last moment, say a quick prayer and get right with God. In spite of all the facts and statistics, we're an incredibly intentionally ignorant lot. When God gets our attention, it's a call to respond. We're so worried about what we may miss out on if we truly turn our lives over to God, and we don't calculate what we're in danger of missing out on if we don't. C.S. Lewis said, If we find ourselves with a desire that nothing in this world can satisfy, the most probable explanation is that we were made for another world there is nothing this life offers that can compare with what adonai elohim the lord our god has for those who choose to follow him through messiah jesus everything here is temporary what god has for us is eternal everlasting we need to decide what is our forever home? If we live like this, this earth, this life, this is our forever home, we already have our reward. And it will turn to dust and ash before us. And a consuming darkness will follow the likes of which we cannot fathom If we turn our lives to God, knowing this is not our forever home, but we are, as the scripture says, citizens of heaven, this is not our forever home, but that he, God, has something so much better for us, the likes of which we cannot fathom, then the comforts and cares of this life lose their appeal. Pascal said that there's a God-shaped vacuum in the heart of each man, which cannot be satisfied by any created thing, but only by God the creator made known through Jesus Christ. We all have that God-shaped hole, that God-shaped void in our lives, and we try to fill it with everything Everything this earth offers, sex, drugs, money, possessions, relationships, entertainment, you name it. We try and fill that God-shaped void with it. But there's only one piece that completes the puzzle. And that is God himself, whom we know through Messiah, Yeshua, Christ Jesus. C.S. Lewis also said, We are half-hearted creatures, fooling about with drink and sex and ambition when infinite joy is offered us. Like an ignorant child who wants to go on making mud pies in a slum because he cannot imagine what is meant by the offer of a holiday at sea. We are far too easily pleased. God has so much more for us, and we're distracted by mud pies. So please... Hear me, as I implore you, be reconciled to God through Messiah Jesus. When you recognize Adonai is trying to get your attention, which he is, it is a call to action. What will you do? You absolutely have a choice. God gives us free will to choose to follow him or not. Choose this day whom you will serve. I have put before you life and death. I would that you choose life. Eternal life is in Messiah Jesus, and we can choose. It is sin that separates us from God. Sin is defined as transgressing the law. The scriptures tell us that all have sinned and fall short of God's glory. Additionally, they say, the gift of God is eternal life in Messiah Jesus. So what does one do when faced with their sin? How do we reconnect with God? Scripture tells us that God's salvation is by grace through faith in Messiah Jesus. There's nothing we can do to earn it. God paid the price. God offered the atoning sacrifice that we could be reconciled to him. The sacrifice of his son, Jesus. Again, his Hebrew name being Yeshua. The atoning sacrifice of Messiah Yeshua on a crucifix to pay for our sin. He lived a perfect, blameless, unblemished life and died the death due us for our sin. So what do we do? Through the Gospels and other New Testament writings, we're told, repent. Repent. The kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and be saved. Repent and be baptized. We must look at what God has done. We have to look at the spotless Lamb of God Yeshua, Jesus, on the crucifix and acknowledge that's my fault. I did that. I'm responsible for his crucifixion. And we fall on our faces before God, asking, begging for his mercy. We also have to look at the crucified Messiah and recognize that He is the only way, and what happened to him on that crucifix is the only way we can return to a right relationship with God. Repentance is turning away from that which separates us from God and turning to God to live the life to which he has called us in Messiah Jesus We die to ourselves to live the life we have been called to in following Jesus. He is our example. Beyond the death of Messiah is resurrection. God raised him up after three days and nights in the grave, raising him to new life that we too could walk in new life in him. The Scriptures tell us that the same Spirit by which God raised Jesus from the dead fills us, the same Spirit. We can walk in new life, which is walking in a right relationship with God through Messiah Jesus, living how the Heavenly Father has called us in His Word, filled with His Spirit, enabling us to walk in obedience to Him. God loves us so much, He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in Him might not perish but have eternal life. If we believe in Him, we must follow Him, follow Him to the death, surrendering all we have and all we are to Him. Our obedience is our response to His great love and amazing grace after all he has done after the price that he paid why would why wouldn't we want to live his way i am convinced because it it seems it it takes catastrophes and 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 i am convicted right now and convinced that i have that i have let some responsibilities go, shirked them off, because it seems to take catastrophes and major events for me to get an urgency in sharing the gospel. And that should not be. The urgency should always be there because we don't know how much time anyone has left. And there's only two ways to die, eyes shut or open wide. I pray you would have eyes to see the truth, God's truth in the gospel of Messiah. I pray that the eyes of your enlightenment would be open. God is, in fact, trying to get your attention. And he has made the way to be reconciled to him. Choose this day whom you will serve. Jesus told us to count the cost of following him. We surrender our lives to him daily. Thank you. Thank you for giving me your time. Yes, we must repent and be saved. We must return to God, to that right relationship with God through Messiah Jesus. And so listen... You most likely have people in your life whose eyes are shut right now, and you want them to be open to God's truth. And so certainly, I encourage you, pray for those people. God has probably brought people to your mind who need salvation. They need to repent and be saved. So sometimes sharing the gospel feels awkward, right? And as Bob Lentz says, we need to let God turn awkward into awesome. We can't let our fear of awkwardness outweigh our concern for how our loved ones spend eternity. We need to share the gospel. At the very least, I would ask that you share this episode. Share it on your social media. Send it to someone directly. If you believe, they will hear, they will receive. If they need to hear this message of God's salvation, do that. Share it. I appreciate you again giving me your time. And I am, in fact, just one beggar who found bread, trying to let other beggars know where I found it. Jesus, Yeshua, he is the bread of life. And all eat of the bread of life will never hunger again. Please let others know where you found bread, Messiah, Yeshua, Christ Jesus. Thanks for giving me your time and for real. Go out and give them heaven.